Talk Radio. InfoWars. Tomorrow's news today. Things are getting stranger by the day. Just a coincidence, or is something more sinister happening right under our noses? We want to warn you now, this next story is disturbing. Namely, in earlier times, it was easier to control a million people, literally, than physically to kill a million people. Today, it is infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. It is easier to kill than to control. I would like to reduce the number of people on the planet because there's too many of us. It's a planet of finite resources and we're using them. First, we've got population. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. The true ruling elite are a death cult. Pure evil. The elite are extremely wealthy. They have more money than you can think of. So why would they want even more money, even more control? It's because they use their wealth and power to execute their agenda, to live out their evil. If you think this is just conspiracy theory, think again. Look around you. Everything benefits them, and not humanity. The globalists have a religion. To the public it's sold as climate change or the global crisis. What is the basis of the climate change agenda? It's population control. It's depopulation. The elite look at us as parasites that need to be controlled and killed. There is an unelected network that controls what the public sees. Plausible deniability is their cover. They are playing dumb on every level to gaslight us. The same agendas throughout history are presented differently with the same goals. The elite are becoming restless and are now out in the open with who they really are. Corruption in the government is just the tip of the iceberg. The upper echelon at the top have an anti-human agenda. Threats of world war, but behind the scene, it's more about control and backdoor dealings between world governments. The open border, drug trafficking, human trafficking is covered up and controlled by our own government. It's deeper than that. There is a reason why most of these corruption networks never get shut down. These anti-humanists control mostly everything. You'd be shocked to know what the people in most power positions really think of the general public. The elite's corruption network operates like prison gangs or like a mafia, but on a larger scale. Blackmail, controllers, handlers, money laundering. If you want to stay rich and powerful, you'll have to do their dirty work. They have their hands in everything. A lot of these players simply love the spotlight. 
Most of the celebrities, politicians, CEOs love the fame and fortune. But the ones at the top of these groups are completely evil. Many become unwillingly controlled by signing on into the club without knowing what they are actually involved with behind the scenes. Most of humanity is asleep and distracted by meaninglessness. The elite are warning us of a cyber attack, also known as a digital 9-11 event. The economy would collapse if we suffered an internet shutdown. The modern power grid relies on the internet to coordinate power plants. Without it, each country's national grid will become unbalanced, and local outages escalate into a blackout for most of the world. A society slipping into chaos will allow the elite to reset and rebuild a world for themselves. We'll be right back. There will be events leading up to a total collapse, domestic terror attacks, biological attacks. Waging war on corruption. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, February 6th. 2024. I'm your host, Alex Jones, and I'm going to be hosting the full four hours today. We have three guests in studio. Before I tell you about that, oh, I come in almost every broadcast and say this is the most insane show yet because everything is quickening. You don't need me to tell you that. It's not an exaggeration. Wow. Well, Tucker Carlson has gotten the Putin interview. And he's not done yet. He's going to spend two more weeks in Europe with other amazing things he's up to. And I'll leave it at that. But I do have uh, some interesting things that I have to say about it. And I just shot a report about 30 minutes before we went live that Rob Dew is finishing up with some B-roll that we'll have in about 15 minutes that I think says it succinctly and I nailed it and also break some pretty big news. And so we're going to table that until that report is ready and it will speak for itself. I just posted on X seconds before I went live, a headline we'll put on screen for you. Tucker Carlson tries to stop World War III bravely travels to Russia to get the Vladimir Putin historic interview. We need a Kennedy today, like we had in 1961, 62, with the Cuban Missile Crisis, who would get on the telephone with Nikita Khrushchev, who came within minutes of nuclear war. Today, we have globalists that have completely cut off communications with Russia and are doing giant NATO war games of attacking Russia and build very respected and the biggest publication, the mouth of NATO, said Poland is preparing for war and believes they're about to have a war with Russia. The Swedish defense minister a month ago said that. The British defense minister two weeks ago said that. NATO 
has said that Russia is not going to invade any other countries. Russia, for nine years, said if you keep running a proxy war against us in Ukraine and kicking the Russians out, where we've been since the founding of Russia a thousand years ago, that's where it started with Slav the Wise. That's what his name was. So they're called the Slavs after that guy who repelled the Islamicist and set up what is the Russian culture today. Putin said, we're just going to take part of the country as a demilitarized zone, and he invaded. Top German newspaper, Poland prepared for war with Russia. You can scroll down and click and see it in German for yourself. Now, Jack Posobiec, for over a year, has been saying this. He's one of the smartest people out there when it comes to military affairs. The guy's not stupid. And he's also Polish, speaks it in... Um, warned that they were going to install a new parliamentary head who's the former deputy of the EU. And even though the majority of Poles don't want war with Russia, how to get elected? Well, it's parliamentary. They bought off a bunch of the parties to combine the votes together to put him in as the prime minister. And they're arresting their party opposition, just like we see here in America or like you see in Venezuela or Brazil or other totalitarian states. And then the big one, they're preparing to remove Zelensky. We told you this a year ago, that they would blame him for the failure, but then kick off part two of the war. It's now AP Reuters everywhere. Long knives are out. Zelensky, Ukrainian political establishment, battle for supremacy. Senate leader Schumer, U.S. troops can be sent to fight Russia or Iran if Congress doesn't pass border bill. We are being held hostage. And if you see my articles today and they're bright yellow, I didn't pee on them. We haven't had them in a birdcage. Uh, the, the printer's going out and, you know, we put new cartridges in it. Or it's, it's printing yellow, so that's side issue here. But uh, it's just absolute madness, total and complete insanity. And... All the main doctrines that kept us from having nuclear war are being ignored. Remember, just a year ago, Biden said, oh, we can't send Abrams tanks and F-16s. That's World War III, and now they are. There's a threat, a threat continuum ladder that the Rand Corporation developed, and they're the brain of this thing to a great extent. They're a large part of it. And they said, you can't keep going down this road. So did the late Henry Kissinger a year and a half ago. So even the establishment has a bunch of their people saying, this is crazy town. Now the United States and Japan are doing drills to attack China. Now, a lot of the media is like, oh, three years until there's war with Russia. That's a little independent. No, no. The report that leaked out of NATO a month ago says as early as February, this February. And they said the probability goes up substantively by early next year. The globalists are in trouble. There's demonstrations against them all over the world. Their policies are in trouble. They, quote, lost the trust. The people hate them. They are now known as the villains. They can't just sit up there and tell us you will eat the bugs. So they need a big war. 
And that's always the cherry on top of a new era they're trying to bring in. The cashless society, the entire New World Order system. And I got a bunch of news on that as well today. So let me tell you what we got here. The Tucker Carlson information that ties into the war, ties into free speech, ties into intimidation of citizens. It's like a Rosetta Stone that really gives you a good picture of what's happening. We're going to get into that. The corporate media completely and totally flipping out at every level against Tucker. And, you know, I never really told this story, not because it made me sound like a coward, but just because it was just so over the top. But I went ahead and I tell it in this Tucker piece, but it was surreal. I got a Russian visa like five years ago because I was going to go over there and do some interviews and want to see Russia. And they were calling everybody Russian agents and I was sick of it. And I thought it'd be a good thing to do. Get a lot of attention, do a lot of interviews. And then I hadn't even announced it, but the phone calls started coming in through different people in the government that high-level CIA and others were saying, if you go, you're going to be designated as a Russian agent and things are going to get really bad for you. And I didn't have a Putin interview secured. I was talking to RT and they said, we'll get you into some of the press junkets. You'll be able to ask him a question probably. And I was like, you know, no, I'm, you know, I'm still just going to go just as a joke and I was going to wear a Russian fur hat and, you know, say I'm there for my orders. Because remember five years ago, I was still making fun of the Russia thing because I knew it was BS but it was really starting to get nasty. They were indicting people and going up to Roger Stone and telling lies about him and that he was involved with Russia and WikiLeaks. And Roger worked here when that was all going on, and I knew it, none of it was true. And uh, I was like, I'll give you a raise if you can get the WikiLeaks interview. And he goes, well, I know this radio host that knows him, and I might be able to get him on. And if you remember, he was doing interviews everywhere at the time. Um Julian Assange. So I, I was just laughing at you know at all this, and but it started getting really serious. So I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not afraid to skydive, but I'm not gonna do it because I don't want to just add a risk for no reason. Like like a lot of people go because they like the chemicals, <clears throat> the brain releases. When you go to Las Vegas and play craps or or play blackjack or or play the roulette wheel or play the slot machines. I will take risk if I think I need to, but I don't enjoy the risk. I don't get off on the risk. So I thought it was kind of gratuitous, so I didn't go to Russia. Well, we know that Tucker got threatened by the NSA and others, and it came out in the news later that indeed they were spying on him and did threaten him. Think about that, because they wanted him to know. Well, Tucker went. And I've got to say... that if I could get a Putin interview I locked in, I would go as well. Uh, because then it wouldn't be gratuitous. And, and, and it's, uh, I was going to basically troll you know, the left and you know, dress up in a Russian outfit. I mean, I already did that here. People saw that. And they even ran on the national news that time we went to this place called Russia House. It was like Russian food down on 6th Street. And guys, find that video. And then we just shot a real quick like 60-second joke video. And it was on national news. Look, Jones is a Russian because they've dumbed down the public so much that some people actually believe that. So I didn't go because it wasn't worth it for a trolling operation. 
I do love to troll the left, but I, but I said, no, I'm just not going to do it. But, but I do regret that I didn't go because we need to throw this Russia gate thing back in their face because you say, well, they tried to impeach Trump. They did all this and they got exposed, but they're still doing it. And now they're starting World War III with Russia. So it's, it's really, 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 really important that we stand up for Tucker uh, because you know, you've got the neocons, Bill Crystal and others saying you shouldn't even be allowed back in the country, um, behind the scenes. I, I know Tucker's security people. They're great guys. Um, a lot of nasty stuff's been done to Tucker that he hasn't talked about, and he has a lot of courage. And he also carries a gun. And he's a great shot. And I encouraged Tucker. I said, man, you're a great hunter, great shot. You ought to do this on TV. People need to know what an outdoorsman you are. And he's like, well, I've been growing up here in Maine since I was a kid. I'm see to kill you. So when I tell you this stuff, this isn't a joke. It's not a game. I remember when Tucker came out two years ago and said, I was told by an NSA whistleblower that they're listening to everything I'm doing. They're watching me. They're reading this stuff. They're aware of it. And that I better not go to Russia. And... What I was told was Putin told Tucker after this, listen, you're going to, for your own safety, now is not the time for this. So I'm not giving you the interview. I mean, that's, that's, and, and, and you know why? Because the Russians got told, you better not do this interview. And I later learned that uh, when I used to go on RT a lot, and I mean, I've been on Iranian TV, Mexican TV, Brazilian TV, Japanese TV, British TV. And back when I would do the interviews, which is every day, it would be other interviews. So I, I probably did RT 50 times, probably did British TV 60, 70 times or more. Did Japanese TV about 15 times, Iranian TV about 20, 30 times. So I can't even keep track of it. But I finally stopped doing those interviews because I was so busy. And uh, I later learned from the RT people, from the number two person, that, oh, oh no, we got a State Department call, and this is like six years ago, seven years ago, and threatened them, and basically threatened them, if you know what's good for Alex Jones, you better stop trying to interview him. And only recently have they called up and just to... Just to not be a wimp, I've gone on national, international RT, like their biggest shows. Because I have a right to do that. And I have a right to expose the globalists that have hijacked our country. But this attempt by the criminals that run our government to label any of us that want free speech and don't want World War III as foreign agents is a fraud. It's the globalists that hate nation states. It's the globalists that hate borders. It's the globalists that are devaluing our currency. It's the globalists starting all the wars. It's the globalists doing drag queen pedophile time. It's the globalists funding race war. It's the globalists buying off almost all the attorney generals and judges and district attorneys. They're the ones doing it, folks. I mean, look at this headline. CNBC, Tucker Carlson reportedly seen leaving Putin's office. Tensions rise at Russian-held nuclear plant. And that's the big false flag. Print that for me, guys. That's the big false flag they're getting ready for. They've been 
saying the Russians are going to blow up the biggest nuclear power plant in the world right there in eastern Ukraine. And then they've said, oh, Russians hit it with artillery, Russians hit it with missiles, and then later the Ukrainians admit that they attack it themselves. Why the hell would the Russians blow up their own nuclear power plant they have? Kremlin cronies, Putin-Tucker interview will blow up U.S. election. And then, of course, it came out in the news. They're like, hell yeah, the NSA spied on Tucker. Hell yeah, they gave his private messages and information to the Washington Post, which is the CIA. And then our government's in the business that's all hijacked to call, you know, threaten Tucker, threaten me, do all this stuff. And I'm just fed up with it. But Tucker told me that I should go. And um, maybe I'll go with him. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> maybe I'll jump on an airplane tomorrow. I know I've got uh, Tate Brothers been wanting me to come this month to interview them in the Carpathian Mountains. God, that place is beautiful from the film I've seen. Prettiest place in the world, probably, for the, at least for that type of topography. But uh, I'm trying to hold down the fort here, ladies and gentlemen, as best I can. But it's just an incredibly dangerous time to be alive. And, you know, this morning, I got up at 3.30 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I was doing research. And I just said to myself about 4 in the morning, I said, I've got to go on air and just absolutely lay it out to people that we're sleepwalking into doom. At every level, things are unraveling and falling apart. And the globalists hate us and project their own hate of themselves onto us. But did you know there's 450-something active nuclear power plants in the world and then hundreds and hundreds of other nuke power plants for submarines, aircraft carriers. There's a bunch of research reactors. There's around a thousand reactors we know of. There's probably a lot more. And our own government, other governments history is when they leak or explode, they cover them up. We had a Chernobyl event back in the fifties with a sodium nuclear reactor in California that they didn't declassify until the eighties. It was a Chernobyl bad. It was huge. Total meltdown. Look it up. But did you know out of the 450 plus public reactors that create power worldwide, every one of them leaks. Most of them have had big disasters that get covered up. And they don't even, most of them are 45 years old now. And they don't even update them or upkeep them. And they just don't care. What type of establishment is that? where the left doesn't even care about leaking nuclear reactors because we can nuclear power works great if it's done right. I mean, people need to sign an agreement when they work there that, you know, they're facing the death penalty if they don't do their job properly. Um, it, it, and, and just, you know, Japan building three General Electric plutonium reactors on top of the biggest fault line in the world in a tsunami zone. I mean, why did General Electric even agree to that? And the Japanese are probably some of the smartest people in the world. What's their problem? Like, what is going on here? It's like putting cyanide in your kid's Wheaties for no reason. I mean, what? What? I mean, huh. and then and and then the poison shots that have killed at least twenty million people, and they admit it, and 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 and, and the cancer is just exploding, and, and I'm just asking myself, why are we committing suicide? as a culture, as a species. 
And the globalists have got to be smart. Can't they look at where this is going? They'll never get away with killing everybody now. They'll never get away with their new world order. They'll never get away with cutting all the resources off and hoping we'll all just kill each other while they sit off in some underground bunker. We're going to go to those bunkers and eat you. Literally. If your scenario goes the way you think it is. It's no matter how many robots you've got in there to protect you. And that's what they think. They think, oh, as soon as we get enough robots, enough drones, we don't need human armies anymore. Because, see, they need the armies to go out and do things to their own people that are clearly going to destroy their own future. So they try to dumb us down, make us evil so we do that, try to turn us into robots. That hasn't worked. And, and, and I just sit back and I see the ignorance level. There was hundreds of thousands of comments on X today. And a couple posts I did. Millions of views, thousands, tens of thousands of comments, and I was trying to read through it. It was just so fascinating, and I'm like explaining that the ice caps are getting bigger, not smaller, and I'm explaining that the ice caps were getting smaller on Mars until about 2010 because there was some warming, and that the solar system cooled off because the sun cooled off some, and so our ice caps got bigger, and so did Mars. And I see people commenting that that they're like professors and stuff. And you go read their bios, and they're like, the sun has no effect on climate, thought is well established. Well, any astrophysicist will tell you it's 99.9% of it. And I've interviewed astrophysicists, but it's just absolutely frightening how ignorant people are. Absolute morons. All right, I'm loaded for bear on the news. I've got the Tucker Carlson breakdown when we come back. And I've got that little joke Russia piece all air as well. And then we're, we've got three huge guests in studio. Michael Yon's first up straight ahead. Stay with us. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, here's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. 29 years. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Public from enemies, foreign and domestic. It's Alex Jones. Well, I'm in the company of Tucker Carlson and Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and David Icke, so many other great people. All the most popular people across the world, not just here, are anti-globalist, anti-New World Order. We have now identified the New World Order. That has been my goal for 30 years on air. Coming up in April will be 30 years. 
And that was our goal. I, I believed, I knew that if we exposed their plan while it was in the beta phase, that we might be able to stop it in the beta phase, but I was sure once it went into operational, we'd have a very good chance of beating it because we would have planted so many seeds. And I would just marvel how the New York Times would say there's no new world order, no global government, no mega banks controlling anything. And then they would have their foreign affairs publications and CFR publications and their super PhD, you know, heads of political science at Harvard, Yale, Georgetown, Princeton, University of Texas, writing 300, 400, 500,000, 1100 page books, tragedy and hopes, 1100 pages long. I read the whole damn thing. When I was 20, tried to read it again a few years ago, couldn't get through 100 pages of it. And it's just the head of the Georgetown Political Science Department, Bill Clinton's main mentor. Carol Quigley taught me everything I know except for David Rockefeller when I was 16. When David came to visit me and my mama, he said there was I was going to be president one day, and I just couldn't believe it. But thank you, David Rockefeller. And he started crying on TV as last year of the presidency. That video somewhere, C-SPAN is so searchable now. Guys, go find uh, Bill Clinton talks about David Rockefeller. There's dozens of times, but he starts crying. And you know why? The governor was his uh, brother or whatever it was. It was his close relation to David. I forget which Rockefeller it was. It'll pop in my head in a minute. Winthrop Rockefeller. He was the governor, and she was a prostitute in the Capitol, Little Rock. This is on record, by the way. And reportedly, Bill Clinton is a Rockefeller. So that's 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 what you see there. And 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 Rockefeller would come visit him when he was a kid. What? Bill Clinton said that, just like in Dreams of My Father. Obama's book, he talks about how much he loved Frank Marshall Davis, the former deputy head of the Communist Party USA, the head of all their newspapers, who lived in Hawaii, and he would, quote, spend summers with Frank Marshall Davis, who he said was like a father to him. And then his mother is in the the, uh, black and white porn mags. It's her on the same couch, in the same house with the same pictures. At Frank Marshall Davis's house, he was also a pornographer. So it's his daddy. Wasn't born in Kenya. All that was a fake story. That's why I used to say I was born in Kenya when he was a senator. People said, you say you're born in Kenya in two speeches. That's the PSYOP because it's Frank Marshall Davis. <sighs> Side issue. It's just, it's, just, it's, it's just wild. So let's go ahead and air this breakdown that I also posted on X. And I'm asking everybody to go get it and, and repost it off of X because it needs to be seen. It's a message to Tucker. And I I talk to Tucker quite a bit, but this message is to all of his great crew and his people to really listen to me. And I know he listens to me. He's also extremely smart. So I'm not trying to say, you know, he needs me to explain how the cow ate the cabbage or how the world works. But the headline on Real Alex Jones at X is Tucker Carlson lands historic, Tucker Carlson lands history changing interview with Putin. And I say, this is a warning, please. Don't sit on the interview. Because I know his crew is awesome, and it's usually good to hype it and sit on something and polish it. And, you know, if I was them, I don't know what they're going to do. But I've also texted Tucker this. I I, I would sit in the hotel room until it's done, and I would release it now. 
because these people are dangerous. And they do not want Putin to be heard by the world. So it's quite the moment. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, roll my emergency message to Tucker Carlson. The biggest newspaper in Germany, Bild, is now reporting that Poland is preparing to go to war with Russia. The UK is reporting that they're preparing to go to war with Russia. So is Sweden. This is full-on escalation to nuclear World War III, Armageddon stuff. And we should be talking to people like Vladimir Putin, just like President Kennedy did during the Cuban Missile Crisis to Khrushchev. But instead, the communication channels have been cut off. So, an emissary from America for world peace, Tucker has gone to Moscow to interview Vladimir Putin, and the globalists are calling him a traitor. No, he's a hero. Those of you starting World War III are treasonous against humanity, and we're going to stop you. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. InfoWars.com forward slash go. Massive speculation. You could cut the suspense with a knife. Has Tucker Carlson gotten the big, in-depth, history-changing interview with Vladimir Putin? I know that I talked to Tucker before he went to Europe. Uh, he told me he was going to do something very, very exciting. It was, it was uh, going to be huge. Wouldn't say specifically what. Told me he was going to first be going to Turkey. That he'd be gone for three weeks. And obviously he's in Moscow. And the word now being reported by Newsweek and some other publications is that he did get the Putin interview. Now, I, I, I'm not going to tell you what I probably talked about with Tucker that, that's off record, and there's really not that much, but what he did you know, tell me that I know is okay to talk about is that he's blown away how nice Russia is, how nice the people are. He says he hasn't seen a single U.S. city that's as nice as what is in Russia. It just blew his mind, and even more stuff's coming. Uh, after the Putin interview. And again, I haven't talked to him in the last day or so. I don't know if it's true that he landed the Putin interview, but you've got such an interesting person in, in Tucker and so smart. And then Vladimir Putin at this time in the world is probably the most important person in the world after somebody like Elon Musk. Because people like Biden and stuff are just puppets. You can say Xi Jinping is very important as well. Uh, whether you like Xi Jinping, I certainly don't like him. Uh, but we're living in a very, very historic moment right now. And so I just texted Tucker and said, did you land the big interview? Uh, he usually holds his cards pretty close to his vest with all his production. He's very professional. So is his crew. But a little bird told me that indeed uh, he's gotten the interview with Putin. And I would just tell Tucker, and I'll tell him this when I talk to him, that they're really scared of you, Tucker, because you are a folk hero all over the world, not just here. In fact, he's even more popular overseas. It's crazy. And you need to be very, very careful. And I, I think you're in danger while the interview's not out. Uh, I know your fabulous crew has a tendency to kind of polish things and sit on it and promote it, and, 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 and that's great. But I would, I would not do that if I was you. Because the first thing when I started thinking about this is, is and, and Tucker's smart, so this is kind of a message to Tucker, too, and to his crew. You need to get the damn thing out immediately uh, before you get on any other airplanes or anything like that. And I'm, and I'm not kidding. The globalists are cornered. They're desperate. You've warned Trump that on this continuum of tyranny that they've done against him, with all the prosecutions and demonizations and kangaroo trials, that the next thing's assassination. And, of course, it is. They're calling for Trump's death. Well, Tucker, we all know if you ran for president, you're probably the only person that could beat Trump, okay? You're more popular uh, than... 
than Trump with the grassroots. And, and I'm not trying to get into an ego battle here. I'm just simply pointing that out, Tucker, okay? And let's not forget how much courage Tucker Carlson has to go do this interview. You'd think in the past that you wouldn't need any courage at all because reporters are allowed to go interview who they want. But in this age of tyranny, as George Orwell said, in a world of universal deceit telling the truth, a revolutionary act, in, in this time of men being cucked and cowards, he's standing up as an example for us all, and truth is contagious. Remember, he said he was threatened by the NSA. He was told by NSA whistleblowers that they were spying on him and tried to designate him as a Russian agent. And then when he was actually going to go, he got high-level contacts saying, look, you'll be designated as an enemy of the state. They'll come after you. He's on record saying that. And, you know, I never really told this story. But do you remember when I got my Russian visa like five years ago? And I thought the whole Russia gate thing was a joke. I mean, I wasn't taking it seriously because I knew it was a fraud. I didn't know how serious they were coming after people that are against World War III or question their tyranny. We got contacted by high-level CIA and threatened as well three separate times. So I'll put on screen a shot of my Russian visa. And so by then I started taking it serious because they started arresting people and indicting people that were totally innocent. What they did to General Flynn and Roger Stone. So I said, hey, I better not go just because... I was tied down here with my children and all the stuff going on. And I probably should have just said, screw you and gone. I'm being honest about the fact that when that happened, I was like, wow, this is, this is wild. Uh, and I kind of weighed, you know, the different angles. Plus I didn't have a Putin interview set up. I've been talking to RT some and they had said, well, we'll get you into some of the news junkets where you can ask a question. But that was just a off chance thing. So I'm just giving you some of the history of this, folks. Just like they threatened Tucker, they threatened me, and I didn't go, okay? So, so you have to understand, Tucker went, and, and, and I'm being honest about the fact that I didn't because I understood there was a giant witch hunt going on, and I didn't want to, like, basically play into their hands. But that was wrong, ladies and gentlemen, because I had nothing to do with the Russians, and, and I have a right to travel and do what I want. This is a load of crap. So you make my life a lot safer because five, six, seven years ago, the globalists decided that I was the big, you know, populist uh, folk hero that had to be destroyed. And so they've kind of moved their attack over to you. And I, and I think overall you do a much better job than I do. So, again, uh, you're the main target, and I'm not wishing any of this. I'm not hoping any of this, obviously. People always spin it when I you know, warn Trump he needs to really, you know, be safe. I'm drawing attention to this so that we can all pray for Tucker and his amazing crew. I know that I'm planning at the end of the month when he gets back, uh, they've got me in a slot to come interview him, uh, but he's so busy, I might just try to get him as fast as I can just to pop on my show because he's promised to do that. Uh, but this is just wild. I've also got David Icke coming on Friday in the second hour and, and the third hour uh, to discuss our border that are doing all these horrible criminal things, hate the Russians. And they started the war nine years ago by overthrowing the Ukrainian government, and, and there's a whole backstory to that civil war. Uh, and so I think it's important for people not to be bullied into being haters of Russia just to hate Russia. If Russia was on our business like China or like Hollywood, I'd hate Russia. I'd, I'd, I'd hate Vladimir Putin. But it's not Vladimir Putin that's trying to put our president in jail for no reason. It's not Vladimir Putin that's got drag queen story time. It's not Vladimir Putin promoting pedophilia on the nightly news and in our, in our elementary schools. It's a total distraction, ladies and gentlemen on to Russia from what's going on here domestically. So what did Vladimir Putin do to you? 
And then if you don't want war with Russia, you're a Russian agent. No, it means you're sane. I don't like the Iranian mullahs, but I don't want war with them because it all leads to nuclear war. So some big, big news is coming out of this Putin interview. It's going to be historic. And again, I think Tucker Carlson needs to get it out immediately. It's too tempting a target for the globalist. Bottom line, have dozens of copies sent to everybody you know if you're going to sit on it. Because I know sitting on it makes it that much bigger. But something like this, I just gut level, instinctive level, spiritual level. Get it out now, Tucker, and we love you. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. InfoWars.com forward slash All right. Michael Young, incredible former Green Beret and the top wartime correspondent who's been all over Central South America, Mexico. Eagle Pass is here. And I'm glad that the cat drug in Doc Chambers with him, the former Green Beret commander and great patriot who had a huge success at the border. 14 governors came down, thousands of people, huge attention. The left didn't get what they wanted. They caught some provocateurs. And and so uh, Doc's going to be with us in the second part of the interview. He'll be in the control room. You know, I built these really cool big control rooms so we can have guests in there too. It really gives that ambiance, and I like it. So he's going to be in there uh, talking about what happened and what's what's coming next. We're going to talk about wars. We're going to talk about the border. We're going to talk about the so-called border deal uh, that just makes Biden a dictator. And by the way, guys, I pulled yesterday's stack off the desk. Will you guys dig back into it? I know it's like two feet tall. <laughs> Quite the job. Literally, this stack yesterday's stack was this big. Uh, and get me the uh, shots of the bill where it makes uh, Biden a dictator on the governor, uh, on, on on the border, and, and then sets up a court in D.C. to be the only place any border issue can be heard so they can commit whatever crimes they want with human smuggling and more. So let me tell you what's coming up today. Because I've been so busy covering other news, I haven't gotten to that. We have uh, Michael Yon and Doc Chambers uh, in studio. We have Dr. Stella Emanuel in studio. Because we had technical issues, and sure she did last two weeks ago. She's back with us in the studio. She was remote before. And uh, we have Lauren Witzke, who's a really smart journalist and lady, and, uh, yeah, with us to cover the waterfront in the fourth hour today. She's also a great media producer. So we're working with her, and it's great to have her have her here with us today in studio as well. Uh, we got about eight minutes to break here. All this news ties together, but but getting back to the Tucker Carlson thing, the story is why does it scare the establishment here so much that he is bigger than Joe Rogan? And it's not about how big you are, but w- when it comes to really reaching the most people, uh, I, I have to say Tucker has has eclipsed Rogan. And Rogan's gotten really hardcore is really awake. I told you three years ago, look for Rogan to get hardcore. He's gotten more and more hardcore. Uh, because I know Joe. We hang out routinely. We talk almost every day. Uh, Joe's a great guy, 100% real. Uh, but but he's just hard for him to believe that the globalists are this evil. But he finally gets it. And uh, I'll just tell you, in private, he's 100% on board. And I said you'd see that on air, and you are seeing it. So that's good news. It shows how far freedom's come. But the reason I raise that is, Without even looking for these stories today, look what's in the news, okay? Because if I look for this, I'd have 500 stories. 
Amazon bowed to White House pressure to conceal COVID books. Now documents have come out in the House Judiciary Committee in their weaponization hearings, the third round, that the White House gave a list of thousands of books and publications they wanted either banned or non-searchable shadow banned, exposing the lab leak, exposing that it's gain of function, and exposing the shots, which everything we said turned out to be true. Going after Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book that was number one. This is high-tech book burning, folks. Now, it's, now, now, when you try to give sixth graders a book about if your neighbor wants to have sex with you in a tool shed, it actually is in one of the books, go ahead, it's fun. Let the man have sex with you. So it's priming kids to be molested. That's the stuff. Now, us saying that's not in a children's library, it's not burning that book. The pedophile book, the pro-pedophile book, the grooming book. There's dozens of them that we know of that they have in the schools. Our own reporter, Christy Lee, she's been out because she had a baby. She'll be back soon. Great lady. Her, she's got five kids now, but one of them's in seventh grade here in Austin. And that book about how great it is to be molested is in the damn school. And it has graphics in it, lifelike cartoons of children being raped and enjoying it. It's like Oprah Winfrey said, oh, kids love to be molested. No, they don't. So that's the pedophile mindset. And Winfrey admits she was abused as a child. So they turn them into these people that are abused. You get, up, get turned into these monsters like a vampire bites you. That's the metaphor. You, you, you know, it, some, some of them turn into that. So they spin that Republicans want to ban books. Uh, no, as long as it's not real children getting raped, you can put your book out. You're disgusting, you're gross, you're evil, but no, you're not going to show it to kids. But meanwhile, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, well, that's in the documents. They had it suppressed. Didn't really work. I think it sold like 3 million copies. Uh, continuing, WEF panelists suggest creating exclusion list to demonetize sources sharing disinformation. And that's directly from the World Economic Forum that ended two weeks ago, and we've got the videos. They got up in the panel, and they said, we will demonetize and go after your bank accounts of anybody that disagrees with anything we say on global warming, uh, you name it. There's an article boiling it down. WEF orders government to demonetize citizens who believe in conspiracy theories. So if, if we actually read what you say about world government, we will eat bugs, and the UN officially is trying to legalize pedophilia and forced euthanasia, which is government murder. We're going to censor you. And on the list, it's hundreds of things. Did you criticize the Afghan withdrawal? Did you criticize the border? Did you criticize the lockdown? Did you criticize the vaccine? Did you criticize Black Lives Matter? Did you criticize transgenders? Did you criticize? Did you criticize? Did you criticize? Did you criticize? And then they just bloop, demonetize you, shadow ban you, outright ban you, take your bank account, have the CIA rig courts against you. And, and that's what happened to me. We now know that happened. And everybody's like, wow, we feel sorry for him. I'm like, well, you better feel sorry for yourself because they're coming after your ass next. They just take out the lead elephant, folks. But we're still kicking because of you supporting us. All right, I'm going to come back. Air a special report that needs to be seen. We're going to get Michael Yon in here, and I'm glad he brought uh, Doc Chambers with him. And then, uh, and by the way, guys, give me Doc's bio. I know a lot about him, but I, don't, I need the bio printed off, please. Thank you. 
Uh, so I'm glad he brought him along. I was excited to see him as I was already trying to get him on the show. Uh, big success with their border operation. Blew up in the left's face. Beautiful. Got a lot of inside stuff that happened. Provocateurs they were able to stop. Uh, some of these provocateurs, known leftist professors, went down there and announced that we were down there beating up migrants and attacking people. And they were shooting videos saying that, hoping leftists would come down and attack people. I wasn't even there. My reporters were down there. But again, that's their tool lying. We're going to go to break. But folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. Especially for men, you need nitric boost. Infowarstore.com. Dot com because we got a bigger manufacturer, even higher quality. It's 40% off. We can never offer that. We're selling out quick, but you can get next level foundational energy. I'm not going to belabor what's in it. You just need to go research what's in it. This is very special. Next level foundational energy. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next level foundational energy, infowarsstore.com or triple eight two five three three one three nine. And while you're on the site, get yourself a Team Humanity shirt or the new Gadsden Flag 1776 shirt I designed. All at InfoWarsStore.com. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone, which occurs naturally in our body but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. Pledge allegiance to Comrade Putin and his great minion, Donald J. Trump, to make America great again. We pledge this plan to destroy the Americans, to save their economy and their people and their border and their military. Hail Putin! Hail Russia! We will never surrender! Yes, that is the KGB plan. <laughs> well done, comrades. <laughs> we you do it keep the oil would you still send aid to israel right now look we've always got to protect israel in my opinion they've been you know they're 
They're amazing people, what they've done. It's, it's an amazing thing, and they've been loyal to us. Mr. President, when will you announce who your VP is? Not for a while. I mean, I have, while. we have so many great people in the Republican Party, but not for a while. Well, what criteria are you using to identify who your running mate is? Always it's got to be one thing. It's got to be who would be a good president. I mean, you always have to think that because, you know, in case of emergency, things happen, right? No matter who you are, things happen. It's got to be number one. Who is your running mate? Well, I have a lot of good people. We have a lot of really good people. So you haven't decided who it is? I have a lot of good ideas, but I haven't. And there's no reason so to do that So you haven't told that person, you're my person. I, I speak to everybody. I speak to everybody. You know, I called Tim Scott this so because a lot of people like Tim Scott. I called him and I said, you're a much better candidate that, for me than you are for yourself. When I watched Tim, he was fine. He was good, but he was very low-key, et cetera, et cetera. I watched him in the last week defending me and sticking up for me and fighting for me. I said, man, I said, you're a much better person for me than you are for yourself. Because for himself, he was low-key. For me, he's been, he's been a real tiger. He's been incredible. And others have, too. Uh, so maybe it's Tim Scott. Well, it could be, could be a lot of people. But it was interesting. I was watching Tim. I've been watching, you know, for a while. I watched him campaign as a candidate. But I watched him over the last two weeks. Uh, as you know, he endorsed me, fully endorsed me, gave me a beautiful endorsement. And he has been really strong in terms of that. No, but that has nothing to do. I don't want anybody to take even any inference. But it's incredible. Uh, Christy Noem has been incredible fighting for me. She said I'd never run against him because I can't beat him. That was a very nice thing to say. What was it's the story that your team reached out to RFK Jr.? Did it's you, a false story, no. It's a false you story. never reached you know out what? to RFK Jr.? I like Jr.? him a lot. Nope, never, never happened. Is it fair to believe that you would have a number of your former officials in your new cabinet? I will put some back. I'll tell you. You did. I want to go back to immigration. Walk us through your plan for immigration, because is it as easy as going back to the security that you had in place, like the Remain in Mexico and all these other things that Joe Biden overturned? There are eight to 10 million illegals in the country right now on Joe Biden's watch. So what do you do with them? Are you going to deport them all? Well, you're going to have to deport a lot of them. It's not sustainable. And now you look, look, these countries are very smart. I know every one of the leaders of the countries, for the most part. Uh, the presidents, the dictators, I know them all. I know the kings, the queens, I know them all. These are smart people. These are streetwise people. It makes sense that they're taking people out and sending them up in caravans to the United States. And it's not just South America. It's from Africa, from Asia, from all over and the China. world. Asia. Yeah. I mean, from all over the world. From China, they had 28,000 people in the last few months. 28,000. That's What's he doing? Building an army? And they were mostly men, almost all men from the age of 18 to 25. So what's that all about? But are you talking about mass deportation? What do you do with the 8 to 10 million people already here? Okay, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, believe it or not, you don't think of him as being a tough president or a great president. He was actually a very good president. He was very strong on deportation because a lot of people were coming into our country illegally. And he started a big mass deportation. He dropped them very close to the border and they came back. Then he dropped them 2,000 miles away and they didn't come back. We cannot allow scenes like I saw in New York two days ago where policemen are being beat up by gangs of illegal immigrants, in that case from Venezuela, Honduras. We can't allow that. And these are kids that are fighters. They were not, you know, babies. They were knocking the hell out of our policemen. We can't let this happen. These are tough people. So the heads of these countries are smart. You did They're not sending them. the people that are doing a great job and that they love in the country. They're sending people, for the most part, that they don't want and they're putting them into caravans all right folks we're going to break with me but i turned back for, for one minute
And then Michael yawns in studio with huge news. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. Well, Michael Yon was a Green Beret stationed around the world, also an expert on Russia and trained to fight a war with Russia. And he's the preeminent wartime correspondent around the world. So when he's in our country, that means America is under attack. And, and folks, when we say the globalists are the enemy and the Democratic Party is totally captured, they are literally dissolving our border. They are literally invading us. They're literally starting World War III. They're, they're destroying our currency. They are defunding the police. They are at war with us. So let's, let's, let's stop mincing words here. When Trump says the mainstream media is the enemy of the people, they literally are at war with us. I have a great example of this real fast. Two weeks ago, liquefied natural gas, Biden bans the U.S. exporting it. What's the main state that exports like 70% of it? Texas. And he said, this is to punish Texas, as people did. Now, he comes out yesterday and signs an order to sell our coal that he won't allow to be burned here to India to build factories there. We got articles up on Infowars.com that deal with all of that. So that's strategic. Energy is the food of the machines and the infrastructure that feeds us. So it's just like cutting food off, and they're cutting the farmers off. Uh, Michael Yon's done a lot of of, of reporting the last few years, uh, in the last few months, in the Netherlands. Now the trucking and farming protests have spread all over Europe because they're literally saying we're cutting off your fuel, we're putting more taxes on you, and we're cutting off your fertilizer. They are cutting the food off, they are cutting the energy off, and saying business is only open in China and India. And I'm not against the Indians, folks, and I'm not even against the Chinese people, but this is beyond treason. And the average person doesn't think, where's power come from? You just flip a light switch. No, it doesn't. Around 70% of our power still comes from coal. They lie and say it's from wind. But you study the numbers, that's not true. We are being shut down where you can't come here to manufacture because there isn't cheap energy. So, Michael Yon, I've got to say, and, and I'm glad that Doc Chambers is here as well, he'll be popping in with us coming up in about 20 minutes, that you've had a great success. You've been down at the Darien Camp for years where the Chinese and the UN are building their giant refugee camps, their invasion camps. You're showing the bridges. You're showing... The, the maps, and you just hammer it, hammer it, hammer it on my show, your show, and other shows. Finally, in the last month, you've had a major breakthrough. It's all over Fox. It's all over Tucker, the people you brought to Darien Gap. It is all over the news. It is in congressional hearings. Uh, they're talking about the NGOs. The new border bill gives $2.3 billion to NGOs to accelerate the invasion. Everybody's talking about the UN. Six years ago or five years ago when Lou Dobbs got fired from Fox Business, he simply showed mainstream documents, mainstream news, reporting on Soros getting U.S. taxpayer money to give them debit cards and the NGOs to give them billions. So they were really scared of this. Now this is out in the open, and now the defunding is out in the open strategically. And I know you're not about praise, but it's an example of success for everybody else out there watching. You've been down there for years, and the people backing you have really bet on the right horse. You have won a major strategic victory in the awakening process to cut off the funds. You've got to feel really uh, some satisfaction right now. Uh, thanks, Alex. Yeah, I just got back. I just took um, our team, Operation Burning Edge, just with Ann Vandersteel. We just took uh, 
uh, Brett Weinstein and Dr. Chris Martinson down to the Darien Gap. And, uh, and then we took, uh, well, Ann Vandersteel was there, Masako Ganaha from Japan. And uh, this has now reached mil- millions of viewers. Just the Tucker interview with Brett Weinstein hit at least 9 million now. And uh, so that was a, a major awakening. It was actually great to take uh, Brett Weinstein down there and uh, Dr. Chris Martinson. Um, and, uh, you know, th- th- we had them down for almost a week. And so the learning experience was quite intense for them. And I think that they were quite surprised. Just watch Brett's um, uh, interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. Now, interestingly, you were just talking about LNG, the liquefied natural gas. Natural gas is something we've talked about quite a lot. Now, when we talk about the flows of the aliens coming through, the demographic warfare, the weaponized migration, that's all part of something much larger, as you talk about all the time, Alex. For instance, the energy and the fertilizers, right? Fertilizer and energy is something I talk about a lot. Uh, the, the, uh, the natural gas, last year in March, I was at the Dutch elections. I, in, fact, in fact, I had just left Panama and went straight to Netherlands because Netherlands is another vital terrain. Uh, I was at Groningen Gas Fields, which is the biggest gas fields in, in Europe, actually. And I was warning, due to information war, they might close the Groningen gas fields. Uh, and now they have. Now, when I reported that last March. Uh, uh, that, that It sounded crazy. Yeah, because you got to keep in mind. Folks, oh, so they're turning the lights off. It, it just takes time for you to figure it out. The flash to bang can be quite long. On, for instance, the natural gas. Keep in mind with the natural gas, it's more than just keeping your water warm. It's also fertilizer. In the Haber-Bosch process in which the, you take the natural gas and you remove the hydrogen and you combine it with the nitrogen that we breathe, you make ammonia, right? Nitrogenous fertilizer, such as ammonium sulfate, ammonium nitrate, and that sort of thing. And, and so... So they've turned off the, the, the second largest food producing country in the world is the Netherlands. They're geniuses. They're the, the central green thumb. They literally are cutting off the main food. Absolutely. And Germany as well. And in Germany, they talk about, you know, carbon dioxide. In Netherlands, it's about stickstoff, which is nitrogen, right? So, they, so they, they custom make these information campaigns depending on the demographic and how it will sell. A lot of, thing, a lot of people don't realize they're not just cutting off farmers. They're cutting off fishermen as well. For instance, in Netherlands, I was out with fishermen. Well, when you cut off farmers, you cut yourself off. Absolutely. And you'll put the control in the hands of people like Bill Gates, who is openly open. He, does, he doesn't hide what he's doing. He's, he's trying to get as much control over the food supply as possible. He's just one. Keep in mind, the World Economic Forum. are buying it all up. Oh, yeah. Now, keep in mind, now, as they shut off the food supplies, bit by bit, keep in mind, again, there's a long flash to bang between the you know, reduction of the nitrogenous fertilizer production the food prices you going use the military up. terms, long fuse. Right, exactly. So the, 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 uh, the human osmotic pressure, the hop, the human osmotic pressure is the push and the pull of migration. Now, as food prices go up, food shortages increase, and other uh, pressures, positive pressures increase, that causes people to move. Meanwhile, you've got the NGOs, many, more than 250, uh, who are, are facilitating the invasions of Europe and the United States. And don't you and, love Elon calling for their arrest? Because they are human trafficking. And Biden can't wave a law on that. All right. You know, one of the reasons Operation Burning Edge spent so much time at SpaceX last year was to specifically to spur Elon. We didn't even ask to talk with him. We didn't ask to talk with any of the... I'm very pro-SpaceX, by the way, and I have been uh, since the inception. But we went to SpaceX, spent two or three weeks down there showing how the aliens are coming across the border at Boca Chica, which they come right across the Rio Grande right there. And then you saw Elon Musk start paying attention to the border. 
I will chalk that up as a, another success of Operation Oh, there's Burning no Edge. doubt. You're, you're a genius. Uh, I'm doing what you do, basically, force multiplying. You know, you're one of the few people that get what I'm doing, actually. I had uh, Anthony Rubin on your show last year, and you said, you said, and I had, you know, right beside, I was sitting beside Anthony Rubin, and you said, you're force multiplying, Michael, something like that. And I'm, exactly. That's what we have to do. Well, I was never in the military, but I did get really interested in politics and how to defeat the globalist. So when I was at like 20, I started reading uh, all the books about resistance movements, both from uh, the West and communist and others, and, and like things like total resistance. And it's all right there. That's what we need. We have to force multiply. We have to, you know, put your ego into a box. You have to have a strong ego to attack the way we do, to fight every day, to wake up and go to bed uh, in the game. But you also you externalize your ego onto humanity. Exactly. You need to do exactly what you do. For instance, you're always giving the microphone to other people. You know, when I say, hey, can you have so and so on? You immediately do it. It's extremely helpful. Like, for instance, now there's some or you have a lot of Orthodox Jews watch your show, by the way. Uh, and uh, and some are, are really would like to get on the microphone and talk about some of the things that are going on, for instance, with Hyas, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Soci- uh, Society. Which, of which Mayorkas, Alex Mayorkas used to be a board member on highest. And the Jews are worried about all the Islamists they're bringing in. Oh, yeah, big time. The real Jews, the Orthodox Jews, who watch, they'll be watching right now. They'll be sending me 100 messages when I get off. And, and they really want to put a kibosh on highest. Highest, keep in mind, there's Catholic Charities, Lutheran Immigrant, ser- Refugee Immigrant Services, and all these others. That's but, a good question. What's the biggest NGO? You're saying it's the Jewish one. Uh, the biggest one would be would be IOM, the, uh, the the International Organization for Migration. But all these, that's the umbrella group, right? That's the umbrella. That's the main engine room, you might say. And I mean, of the of the, of the little front groups, who's the? Uh, arguably, it might be Catholic Charities, but it's hard to figure this out. We we work on it all the time. Uh, but Hyas is quite huge, and Hyas is quite influential. Keep in mind, Mayorkas, Alex Mayorkas, was a Cuban uh, refugee himself, right? And he and then he uh, brought his communism here. Oh, big time. And, you know, the other day he threw the Holocaust card during his impeachment hearings and whatnot. You know, th- you know, the bottom line is all of us came from families who have been in pandemic, famine and wars and genocides. Every single buddy watching everybody this- on Earth is now a victim of a bio attack with yeah. COVID. I mean, you know, you know I'm as big as victim as you is. Mayorkas is sticking up your ass. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, sir. And, and Mayorkas, keep in mind, if you go to highest.org. Mayorkas, they they think they congratulate, uh, you know, Mayorkas was a board member on highest and their camp down in Darien province in Panama is about 40 yards away from the main camp of, from the main gate of China camp. I'm down there all the time. I was just down there three weeks ago with Brett Weinstein and, and Chris Martinson. At By the, the way, gate. to interrupt you, I love the national media picked up when you were in Dripping Springs week ago before you guys went down to the super successful uh you know, a, a convoy and caravan, and they spun it like you were anti-Semitic because you were telling the whole story. They took out of context that Orthodox Jews see massive Islamic Hezbollah Hamas being brought in. They're concerned about Jewish charities being used for that. You were saying, look out, Jews, this is happening. They spun that that you're anti-Jew. Oh, exactly, because I'm saying, like with Catholic charities, if the Pope doesn't denounce, eventually doesn't denounce Catholic charities, eventually he's just accepting ownership, Right. And, and it's the same with Hyas. If you look on Hyas.org, you'll see a long list of people that are donors to Hyas, right? Ben Shapiro is on there. It does, I'm not saying it's the Ben Shapiro of Daily Wire. He has denied that. But there are nine Shapiros on there. And you can see that many different names on there, Pritzker and what, whatnot. 
why are they openly donating to Hias, who is Hezbollah is coming through the border, International Organization for Migration. They are the huge engine of the invasion, right? They have taken over the number one office space in Panama, in the city of Knowledge, which used to be Fort Clayton, the U.S. Army South. So this U.N. CHICOM thing is taking over our military base. Right. The three, the three major donors of IOM are United States. That's number one. Number two is Germany. Number three is Canada. Now, in, in, uh, in, 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 in Guatemala... The, I'm sorry, in Honduras, the, uh, the uh, IOM is now sharing the office space with the Canadian embassy, right? And, 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 and Michael, and, you're great at giving us all the details, but, but you've done your job now. People know there's UN camps. They know we're funding it. Now we got to move to cut the funding. Like this new bill, $2.3 million to the NGOs, Some Repu- a lot of Republicans supporting it. This is so simple. Cut the damn funding off. Right. Cut the funding will be the, the first major hit. I mean, for instance, cutting the funding to all of you in kick, you know, years ago, people said, I say get that hell out of the whole thing. Yeah, I, totally out. I can cut everything and start arresting people who are involved in the child trafficking. We know a lot of people. And the are, NGOs are. That's what I'm saying. The state police and others are looking at that. They can get them because it doesn't matter if Biden says he can come through illegally. You're there with unaccompanied minors that are being trafficked to people and, and all sorts of crimes being committed. You start arresting a few of these people, they'll fold like a old barn in a tornado. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and we know a lot of their names. We know thousands of their names. Start. I mean, they should be kicking down the doors in Texas of these facilities, such as in Brownsville, the old Walmart. And you can get them on on, on zoning. There, there's a thousand ways to skin this cat. Right. It just takes the will to do it and the guts. That's all it takes. Because legally, we're in the right. They are clearly child trafficking. They are clearly taking people against their will. They are clearly, in, for instance, in Brownsville and the old Walmart uh, store there that we've been to, Right. We all know this. We, we, we have all kinds of statements from people that work there. We have names of people that work there. We have everything. And not just us. Many people have it. Law enforcement has it. It's not like we're hoarding it. I mean, And, and I played a video yesterday that was sent to me by Border Patrol. Uh, the Border Patrol starts crying because they've seen these kids before. and They're begging for help. And they have to hand them over to the NGOs again and see them a month later. Exactly. I mean, exactly. This is, find that B-roll, guys. Throw that. I mean, this is sick. I'm telling the crew, keep going. Okay, right. Yeah, and, and so this is happening openly, and it happens all throughout the world. I mean, we see people coming in through the Darien Gap with children that don't look like they're even the same race. I mean, where do they even get these children, right? You know, like- Well, they use you- them as a golden ticket to get in. Exactly, and in, and in some cases, we know they recycle children on the Mexico-U.S. border, right? They'll, they'll literally use the child to get in and recycle the child. That's what the Border Patrol was telling us, is why they're so freaked out, why they were giving us all this intel, is they said, no, we see some of these kids every month, and they tell us, we've been raped, help us, and they can't. They're ordered to hand them over. The Border Patrol starts crying right here. This is the video. Keep going. Yeah, this is just over the top. I mean, this is, you know, we, you know, I, I was stationed in Germany when I was in, in the Army, in the U.S. Army, and we often wonder... How is it that these normal farmers and whatnot became these beasts that ran the camps and whatnot? And now I understand. It's everybody just doing their job, sir. You know, everybody's just... Keeping their head down. Yeah. You know, one, uh, uh, well, recently uh, passed away Army Colonel uh, Al Johnson told me one time, we, we were talking all day into the night one time, he said, Michael, organizational structure dictates outcome. Organizational structure dictates outcome, Right. Bottom line, like a clock is a, is a mechanical organizational structure. All of these people at the Border Patrol and whatnot, they're gears in the clock. 
They don't even know what time it is. But their job is to click, 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 put people on the bus. The bus driver's job is click, 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 drive them to the wherever and the next thing you know they're on the streets of america we're being and it's our job to cut the funding off it's our government our border patrol we're blaming them it's our fault for not stopping it we have to stop it that's right that's why we're out here doing it that's why we're putting the laser on highest highest catholic charities lutheran refugee services iom we know who they are we know where their offices are we know, for instance, at the City of Knowledge down in Panama, there's more than 62 NGOs down there. Norwegian Refugee Council, HIAS, uh, Doctors Without Morals, uh, you know, of course, IOM, UNHCR, World Food Program, Office of and, American And just States. like with the UN, you can't swing a stick in the dark and not hit a pedophile. No. I mean, just down there. You should see it down there, or not just down there, but in Texas as well. I mean, it's, a, it's straight up, uh, it's gross. I mean, you have, they have males uh, you know, uh, picking up little kids. Oh yeah, and we it, got it on tape just a few times. We went down there. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy so here he goes. I'm here to show these children the way of the Lord. Get out of my way. And, and you and you want to beat their ass, you go to jail. But then you feel guilty. I know the board patrol feels. I'm like, I told the crush that I feel like I'm part of this now. That I didn't. They're like, yeah, we want to kill this guy. I mean, it, it, it's, it's sick. Yeah, yeah. I know the feeling. I feel the the same feeling. Like. We know who they are. We know where they work. You know, I mean, we know who they are. And, and the bottom line is, it continues to happen. Now, we had an undercover cop inside there that was working with us. She comes out because he, he chased her out. She was asking questions. And he's like, I don't want adults. I want children. Load them in my van. You promised me kids. He goes, sir, we'll get them to you. We'll get them to you. And she, she starts asking questions. And then he knows the Spanish. He's a big white guy. And comes out and says, he, 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 he runs into us. He's like, I'm going to show these children the way of the Lord. What's wrong with me getting the, I mean, it was like, whoa. Yeah. It was like, whoa. And later they loaded kids up and he went off and disappeared in a black hole. I saw that. I mean, there's no telling what happened. can't make this up. I mean, that's just one of the cases. Yeah. Now keep in mind, the Chinese ecosystem is completely different than the rest of them. The Chinese clearly are on a path to world domination. And this this is actually a group that can achieve a lot of their goals. They're squared away. They are squared away. They're smart. You know, again, I've spent a lot of time with Chinese in and around China, Tibet, all over, you know, Beijing, Shanghai, Long, the Xi'an. You know, and, and the bottom line is they come in with a plan. They're taking over marijuana grows up in Maine and Oregon and Oklahoma and that sort of thing. What are they putting in that marijuana? But the bottom line is they're now selling marijuana to our people. They're making money on our invasion. They reversed the opium wars. Oh, yeah. Now, it's often, you know, when I bring this up to Chinese, they're like, what about the opium wars? And I'm like, look, that was the British. I'm not British, right? Yeah, we like, well, plus, too, right? if my great-great-grandfather did something wrong to you, what the hell does that mean I'm guilty? Yeah, and I'm not British anyway. We shot the British, too. I had two of my grandfathers fight in the Revolutionary War. One was a colonel in North Carolina. You know, he might have great, been— Great-great-great-grandfathers. Oh, yeah, like super ultra-great-grandfather. Yeah. He, may, he may have, he may have uh, fought the Green Jackets, who I ended up with in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I said to one of the British soldiers one time, I hope my granddaddy shot your granddaddy in the chest with a ball, you know? But anyway, I love you today. You know, <laughs> uh, we're over all that now, but, you know, but the bottom line is we're not British. And the British obviously did the opium wars and whatnot, but the Chinese used that as cause its belly. Now, keep in mind, one of the things that the Chinese do as well is they are, for instance, in Honduras, we were just down there looking at their archaeological warfare. I always go, I always go to libraries, museums, archaeological digs. They're trying to persuade the Mayan Indians that they're actually long-lost cousins of the Chinese and that they came over the land bridge and all these bad white people yes, came yeah, and took your land. So they're giving them um, 
what's the CIA term? Uh, they're giving them that, uh, oh, well, they infiltrated the churches, the uh, liberation theology. That's right. And the Chi-Coms are using that. Oh, yeah, and they're good at it. They do it in different ways. One is they, all the indigenous people throughout, not just here, but also in Japan with the people in Okinawa and the Ainu people and these sorts of things. It's not just here. I see this all over the world. They're you know, trying to persuade the, all the indigenous people that they can that you're long-lost cousins of Chinese, and we're coming to help take this stuff back. Well, I mean, back. it's true that they got Mongolian spots and when they're born and all that, so they are of Asian derivation. doesn't mean they're Chinese or, or the, the Communist Party. That's preposterous. That's right. Some of the Mayans have those spots as well. But, but I don't think most people don't know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, they, they, they are Asian. They're really Huns. All right, we're going to come right back, my friend, and we're going to have Doc Chambers in the control room to talk about the big victory. Get that B-roll ready of the 14 governors at the event. We, we stopped the left doing a false flag. Big victory. Stay with us. Infowars.com. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. The program leftists failed to silence. It's The Alex Jones Show. I'm not here telling Michael Yon what to do, but he has succeeded in his two-year mission to get Darian Gap in front of Congress on Fox News, Tucker Carlson, the U.N. funding. I tried to get Congress to focus on U.N. funding. It's the Achilles heel. This guy did it. And it's not about, he doesn't want the credit, but it's about the credit of motivated people and what they've done, and we can win. Let's get that straight. Look how far we've all come. Now, Jack Posobiec, formerly Naval Intelligence, nobody I know is as dialed in as he is. Let's just leave it at that. He said over a year ago, they're going to try to make Poland. They're going to put in this new leader they did. He, he named him a year ago, and they're going to start arresting the opposition in Poland and make it like Ukraine and attack Russia with some type of false flag provocation. So Doc Chambers is going to be with us. We're extending this interview 15 minutes to the next hour. Dr. Stella Manuel is in the studio. We'll extend her into the next hour. I'm doing all four hours today, ladies and gentlemen. But this, uh, Jack's very busy over at Human Events, reaching tens of millions every day and obviously dominating on X. But he is joining us with this build article, biggest publication, the mouth of NATO, saying Poland is getting ready for war. We have the defense minister of England saying it two weeks ago. We have the defense minister 
of Sweden saying it. No evidence of that. But how are they going to try to pull it off? So for tomorrow's news today, popping in for just a few minutes is Jack Posobiec. Jack, thanks for joining us. Alex, thanks so much for having me on, Michael. How are you? Good to see you safe back in the United States. They're always trying to take you out, man. I've been wanting to get you down, man. You're a number one target to come with me to Darien, please. I keep inviting all right, you. All right, all right, all right. It's time no, for you to no, come. We won't break any, won't break any OPSEC, but we, we might have to put something together. We might have to put something together. All right, give us the report. This is serious. All right, Alex. So here's what's going on. All right, and it's it's very clear to me now, and and this is this has been the pieces of this have been coming to place for a past year now because what's happening in Poland is intrinsically linked to what's happening in Ukraine, and what they're pursuing now, what we're seeing the globalists pursue, is a Syrianization strategy with Ukraine. What do I mean by this? It's very simple. Remember, Russia was the last was last involved in a conflict where the United States was a party. Not in Ukraine, but prior to that was the what? The Syrian civil war. Go and look at where the Syrian civil war is now. And oh, by the way, this is exactly where all of these attacks are taking place on those bases where we've got U.S. soldiers, uh, where people were killed in, just across the border in Jordan, Tower 22. What do we what do we have there? We've got U.S. forces on the ground, uh, particularly in the border region, particularly in the Kurdish regions in the northeast, prov- uh, providing basically this human shield against possible incursions from the Iranians, from Shia militia groups from Turkey to the north. And then you've, co- of course, got Russia propping up and, and really strongly with the Syrian army and Assad. Now you're going to see a similar situation, all right? You're going to see a similar situation. This is where they plan to move things with Ukraine, because what are they going to do? They're going to say, okay, it's a frozen conflict. They're going to draw the line essentially at the at the river there. Putin's already talking about putting in in putting in a DMZ, and people are arguing about where that DMZ is going to be. Is it going to include Odessa, et cetera, et cetera? But then, of course, you need that force to provide the stabilization arm for the other side, the same way U.S. forces are doing this in Syria. So who's going to do that? That will be Poland. That will be the Polish troops. They'll come in in Western Ukraine. And now what are you going to see the Ukrainian government do? You're already seeing seeing them do it, Alex. And you and I actually, I think we inadvertently mentioned this in one of our asides, one of the recent times I was on, because who is is Zelensky talking about putting in charge of the military? He's talking about not just getting rid of the head of the military. He wants to replace the entire heads of every department of the military and put this guy Budinov in there. Budinov, what's his background? He's from the intelligence services of Ukraine. He's the CIA's top partner in Ukraine. This is the guy who was behind the Kerch bridge attack. He's been behind a series of covert clandestine operations against Russia, against the backfield. Alex, this is exactly what they're planning for. That $60 billion that you see in that bill that's uh, currently you know, on the table in Congress, it's been stalled right now, but the reason they want that $60 billion in, and that's number one, to prop up the Zelensky regime, and then number two, they're going to conduct a, ser- they're going to move this to a counterinsurgency phase using what? The same style as Operation Gladio style leave behind networks. That's what they're putting boot in. That's why you put an intel agent in charge of the entire military. This guy is straight out of the Operation Gladio school book. This is the guy who comes out of that system. The CIA is going to put him there, and then they're going to use him for terror attacks, clandestine attacks, covert attacks in Russia, in Donetsk, these bakeries, these marketplaces. That's the next phase this thing is going to go through. So they're going to freeze the war and say, all right, we've got this settlement, we've got this treaty, whatever they're going to call it. Poland's going to come in in the West 
West, right? And they're going to use Poland as the meat shields, as the human meat shields there in the West, just hoping, by the way, hoping that they'll get killed the same way we lost three soldiers at Tower 22. And the final ingredient will be provocateur events claiming Russian missiles, Russian events. Of course, all of it, all of it. And this was Operation Gladio. Operation Gladio originally was they were they were going to blame these attacks on communists and say communists are attacking Italy, communists are attacking Germany. We need to go war against the Soviet Union. That was the point of Operation Gladio. Thank God it wasn't successful. They're trying Operation Gladio 2.0 right before our eyes in Ukraine. You were on the show a year ago, but you got really not frantic, but very intense the last six months saying they're going to put in this deputy head of the EU over Poland. The polls don't want war, but a parliamentary system, for those who don't know, is not two-party. You can have a group of people that don't know of yes. other parties put in a guy that got like 20-some percent of the vote. He's now arresting the political opposition desperately. How how do you see them pushing Poland in? Sweden's not been in war in 200 years. They're saying war is imminent. Um, the U.K. is saying it. Germany build. I, I mean— Yeah, Sweden— now, Sweden, of course, Sweden is one of the most anti-Russia countries in all of Europe, I would say, besides Poland. Uh, Poland, of course, in recent history has many reasons to be anti-Russia. Sweden, of course, though, is extremely anti-Russia because, remember, before Russia, before Russia controlled sort of the northern tier of Europe, who was it? It was the Swedish Empire. And it was those wars against Peter the Great that where the Swedish Empire, they call it the Northern War, where the Swedish Empire really fell. And then Russia became the preeminent leader in the north. Sweden is looking to regain that with, oh, by the way, the influence, the power and the military might of NATO. And, and people ask, why does something hundreds of years it. ago matter? It's like Crips and Blood. Somebody's great granddaddy killed their granddaddy. Yep. It just and so NATO and the sociologist and the anthropologist are manipulating these old fault lines. Of course, so they're going through and saying, oh, that's the Russians. You remember them from, from – we're talking, by the way, this is hundreds of years ago, the Swedish Empire. Uh, when you're talking Poland, it's okay. You do at least have people within living memory who remember what the Russian communists were doing. They remember – this was you know, for 80 years after World War II. But the issue here, Alex, is they're using these moral fault lines, these historic fault lines, these, these historic animuses to gin up support for a wider war and a wider conflict. So they'll say, okay, maybe we need some Swedish troops, right? Sweden, what is the point of having Sweden there? Because if you have Sweden there, then you have Denmark, then you have uh, Finland. What does this do? This provides the ability to counteract Russia in the Baltic Sea. And you predicted all of this. So this is cleaning. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting, but okay, you already predicted this months ago, six months ago, a year ago. Tell us what's coming next. That's what Jack Posobiec does. What's coming, what's coming next, I'll tell you, it's going to be, on, on one hand, they will claim that is the stabilization of Ukraine. They say we're gonna, they're going to say we're going to stabilize the conflict. Look, Biden knows this thing's a loser. He doesn't want this thing going on all the way to 2024 while he's got an election coming up. He's going to claim to want stabilization. But we're going to see are more of these provocations. Provocations, uh, provoca yeah, provocations. Thank you. Provocations going on in the backfield. You're going to see attacks potentially on Polish troops, Polish civilians. You're going to see attacks on Russian civilians, Russian civilian infrastructure. Remember, they they murdered a truck driver in cold blood to take out the Kerch Strait Bridge. That's exactly who these guys are. They're willing to take out civilians. They're willing to kill people who are just truck drivers or service workers to to. They're willing to cut Europe's gas off. And, 
They'll kill everyone. They don't care because you've got these people. And Alex, <laughs> you and I had said it so many times. Victoria Nuland, you have to understand her Trotskyite background to understand. Yes, she is a communist, but her family was kicked out of Russia, right? Oh, they lived right near Odessa. They were kicked out because her family side was the Trotskyite side that lost. This is why they are anti-Russia, because they want to control Russia. They believe it is their birthright. And who was over there in the midst of this massive crisis in Kiev, this massive crisis for Zelensky? Who lands all of a sudden with her fresh-baked cookies is Vicky Newland. Oh, my God. And then you've got... This is all the same wars being fought over again. Uh, Jack, I know you've got your own show coming up here in about 15, 20 minutes uh, there on human events. In two minutes, what else do you want to tell us? Well, look, you know, the main thing, of course, we're, we're starting to get reports, of obviously, about Tucker, the fact that he's over there uh, speaking, potentially speaking with Putin. We've seen some of these vans going in. People say that he's had the interview. There's some rumors floating around about excerpts of the interview. All I know is everyone I know who's close to Tucker is saying that he's being very tight-lipped about it, even within his inner circle, whether or not he's had it, uh, he's had the interview at all. And that's probably because he knows that his phone is being spied on by everyone right now. Um, CNN, I can, let me just say, I can confirm that. I can confirm that. He just, he told me, you can't really talk on the phone, but I'm, I'm going to Europe. Right. Wait till you see this. And I was like, oh, Europe. He's like, yeah, Europe. Yeah, so yeah, the the Europe of Europe. So I think that the interview that comes out with with Tucker and Putin is is going to be absolutely monumental. And by the way, people have said, well, oh, why is he interviewing Putin? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. He should interview Zelensky too. He's in the neighborhood. Why not pop on down to Kiev and say, hey, Vladimir Zelensky, I interviewed the other Vlad. Let's interview you next. Let's have balance and have these people put their By the way, Jack, is that your source? Because I was actually told that. Tucker's there for two more weeks. That's what I was told, not by Tucker, but others. He's 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 he wants the Zelensky interview too and some other big ones. What do you predict? Is your what do you predict the other interviews are gonna be? I think Zelensky is going to shut that down. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's in the comments uh, daily. It's going to be coming up. Of course, we're live on X. We're going to be on Rumble. We're going to be everywhere. And then if you, you can, and if you're listening to Infowars, you can check us out afterwards on the podcast because I know Alex is up at the same time. All right. Thank you so much, Jack. Please join us again soon. Dead on. All right. God bless, Alex. Be safe, Michael. All right. Thanks, See you, Jack. All right. We're extending your interview 15 minutes. You guys get your time back. Thanks for listening to Jack. He's got you guys dead on. Oh, he's dead on. Yeah. I, I want your comment on that. Then I want to get a retired Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers brief take geopolitically. Then we're going to shift gears. The big victory with the trucker convoy, 14 governors, uh, the provocateurs you guys stopped, and then just your overall view of what's happening in America right now. But you want to make some comments on what the subject just said? You were stationed over in Europe. Oh, yeah. You know, I lived in Poland for two years after I was in special forces. When I was in special forces, my two different A-teams trained to parachute into Poland near a town called Białystok. We trained for three years to do that. Uh, a great deal of training. Uh, and what you said earlier, Alex, is like this is, a, this is a never-ending war. It's like a flower that keeps blooming, except it's a dark flower. I mean, it's Jurassic Trailer Park. It's basically. like herpes. It's to say, it just goes on and on and on. I love the Polish people. I, like I said, I, I lived there for two years after the Army. And, uh, but at the same time, it will end up just being a forever war. Uh, you can just see it unfolding, uh, it, whether it's the Baltics up, you know, Lithuania, of course, and Latvia and Estonia. Everybody's always on the chopping block up there. As you know, Poland is right there. Uh, it's perfect uh, invasion terrain between uh, Russia and, and Europe. And, of course, 
not to go into the details of this, but th- this is a war that's gone on forever. You know, Russia needs those warm water ports. Uh, Europe needs the energy. You know, I was at BASF, what, a year and a half ago or so, and, and I was warning, and I was a- actually asking, when would, you know, what's going to happen to the Nord Stream pipeline? I actually had an iPad. No, I know. You ought to find that clip. And here's what you're saying. The wars never end. They're just put on pause. Absolutely. And then, for instance, the, the Nord Stream, that it would be cut was really obvious. I bought an iPad that I kept beside me just watching Nord Stream flows because there was a website oh. that, that, that monitored the flows. And, and one day it went to zero, and I was like, uh-oh. You know? By the way, that's who we have on as guests, as people that are right over and over again. You, you never took your horn. You should repost on X all the things you predicted. You're probably right. No, because then that brings everybody back to what you're doing. It's not about tooting your horn, you need to do it. Uh, let's bring in Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers, uh, Green Beret commander, great patriot, expert on the border, but down there in a lot of clandestine stuff. Uh, he led the great convoys, or part of the Texas convoy down there, helped run security. It turned out it was a big victory. 14 governors uh, showed up. I cannot say enough about how you guys navigated this. Uh, give us your 35,000-foot view on what we've generally been talking about, sir, and you're here in studio with us in the control room, and then let's drill into what... What happened at the border in the last week right alex yeah it's good to be here again so what we had was a, a provocateur attack fifth generation warfare style with provocateur media not only infiltrating them but infiltrators into the convoys and then what i call like a world war one yipris salient which was an attack where a bulge in the lines of the uh, superior force enemy is surrounded on all three sides by an inferior force in numbers so you had Texas law enforcement uh, supported by the, by the governor of, of Texas. You had we the people down there doing their thing, safely, peacefully assembling, the take our border back people. And then you had, where are the men from Texas, Tucker Carlson? We were out there in the darkness. And we were out there protecting this thing from those provocateurs. And that is a three-sided prong attack, which combines all those elements of we the people and the local government to thwart uh, off this fifth-generation provocateur attack. Uh, tell us about some of the stuff that happened because I saw some of these provocateurs saying Alex Jones is down here. They just beat up elite uh, uh, migrants, and it's all. I've got the clip. I'm going to give the guy attention here. But I mean, they were just freaking out and just right. putting out total disinformation. Well, before the convoy got there, real quick, the the uh, the hailstorm hit while the provocateur um, protesters against Christians were down there, and they had to vacate the scene. That's perfect. Then then the convoy came in safely, set up, had a wonderful time. But in the in the unseen places where we'll celebrate this with cigar and scotch about two weeks from now, things happen to prevent that, which are us giving names to the local law enforcement and to federal, uh, not to federal, to state law enforcement, the DPS, Department of Public Safety, that they could then use that information to make sure that those people were warned, do not try to mess with these people because they had different agendas. Well, I, I mean, I know, tell us as much as you can about it, but then also with a great success... 14 governors, massive attention, right. right at the time they're trying to put this bill through that gives Biden dictatorial power? Well, those 14 governors were operating under the uh, fourth uh, uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, which is, uh, you know, as we read on the set there when Governor Abbott wrote that letter on the 24th of January, that's when uh, the first time I saw him actually make that argument, because prior to that it was case law. So now we're arguing the Constitution. That supports everything that the convoy wanted to do. That was their number two line of effort was to bring to light how the Constitution was being trampled on. So that was a victory. So all these victories, these little victories, add up to a big victory, just like that uh, battle I talked about, three-sided. Hey, you bulged in with all this massive money and uh, Soros money and 
bad guy money. Well, guess what? We the people beat you with a lot less resources. By the way, it's a busy day here. Tucker just sent me this link uh, two minutes ago. Why I'm interviewing Vladimir Putin. So you will all take a break at the at the at the break. That's a five minute little segment. We're going to air this Tucker Carlson. Tucker just sent this to me because I asked him. I said, "Did you get the Putin interview?" And he just sent me this um, one minute ago. So I just sent this to the crew. Tucker just sent me a message from Russia. And uh, so we'll we'll have that for you. But the bottom line is, you guys never asked to be celebrated. You're the you know quiet professionals. But now you're in the information warfare public zone. Listeners need to celebrate men and women that are fighting tyranny because it's contagious. And we go through a lot. And we also need support. And I just want to point out that we're having major victories. We're in a target-rich environment right now. The globalists aren't in beta. They're in operational. They're overrunning us. But I'll, I'll, I'll quote that Marine Corps general from Korea. They said, I forget his name, but they said, sir, we're completely surrounded. And they actually won the battle. I know the whole story. I forget his name. And he said, good, we can attack in all directions. That, that, that wasn't bravado. That's true. Because when you finally got the enemy out, you got all this ammo, the truth, and all these artillery and weapons aimed at them. You can blast the living hell out of them if it's a million Chinese. Yeah. Well, as yep. Michael, Jan, and I both know, you know, Green Berets go out downrange behind enemy lines with 12 men and their force multipliers. So when I had most of my team, which were retired Green Berets, we understand what to do. We didn't, I didn't even carry a weapon that day. I don't need to because all of this right here and this, this weapon, the mind, this verbal judo, this, uh, you know, these are not because the you already had the relationships, the background, the respect, and you had law enforcement who had the guns. You were the commander working with them. Yes, sir. So I was a liaison to the law enforcement, to the truckers. And uh, honestly, uh, it, it was just amazing to watch. And then, I, you know, of course, I took a deep breath as everybody vacated the scene and drove away and nothing happened from the Mike side or from Mexico. You've got to be pleased. And the reason I tell these stories, folks, is explaining people are looking for leadership and that the left, I, I didn't even know these groups were anonymous attacked us last week and a bunch of stuff when I defended you and it went super viral. I just made a little comment when they were calling you a wimp and all this, you know, these little Antifa people. And, th- and then I learned there's this whole ecosystem attacking you and General Flynn, everybody. They're so scared, particularly of the Green Berets, trained to defend people, trained to defend the common people, trained to force multiply populations, and that they're panicking. Why are all these Green Berets, young and old, why are they everywhere? Who's, who's running them? Who's giving them orders? Well, you're not, you're not getting orders but from the Constitution and God. You see the attack. You know them. the Republic's under attack. This is the main battlefield. We haven't had to do this since 1776. This is the ultimate battle. And, of course, our military is now joining us to, to win. This is our country. Amen. Yeah. Uh, look, it, I'm just proud to be on the team. You know, I happen to be the guy that's the face of this, but uh, there are so many out there you'll never know. They should. Tell us a few more minutes about how great this was with the governors. And the, I mean, you, hundreds, billions of dollars of, uh, right. of news time that you guys got with this huge success. Right. So with Christy Nome, she was from South Dakota. She came down and actually supported us originally on Operation Lone Star with some of her troops. And then they continued that that relationship. The governor of Texas, Governor Stitt, I'm sorry, of Oklahoma, Governor Stitt, he was the first one to stand up and say, yeah, I'm with y'all. So that was just across the Red River. Then you had South Carolina, and then you had everything all the way up to New Hampshire, hard to believe. But, uh, you know, they're, they're a freedom state. All the way across to Montana. And then people at the uh, rally from, from Alaska all the way across the, the continental United States. So uh, for me, that was good to see. So all these governors that came in, Florida, they provided uh, uh, 
airboats on that river since the begin beginning of Operation Lone Star. We appreciate the Floridians. Uh, there are Floridians that are still down here now, just just sitting at that camp, uh, continuing and to make sure And all the people that poo-pooed this, we didn't poo-poo, we just said be careful, but some did, especially on the left. They look like fools now because this brought massive attention and it brought unity and an example for the states to link up again in the future. Those people that, that poo-pooed it, look, you know, you know, they're good people that make mistakes on, a, on analysis, but understand this, and this is the book that I look at, my field manual is the Bible. In Revelation 28, 8, it says, number one, what God detests. That's the cowardly. God hates cowards. Yes, sir. Well, we got to take action. Just because we've been set up and, and defeated before doesn't mean we give up. We, I'd say we have 90% victory. So we can't just sit here on our asses. It's just one, it's just one skirmish, if you will. It's, uh, we're going to continue to uh, sink in, and we're going to keep them on their spurs. All right, the Tucker Carlson exclusive. I mean, exclusive, he sent it to me. It's out on X. I asked him, I said, what's going on here? I asked him an hour ago. Here's the video. Uh, so Tucker's response, and we'll come back to one more segment with you great Americans, and then we will uh, bring in another great American to be in studio with us. Stay with us. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store.